Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day and welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast. Fantastic to have you here and I'm also pleased to have my co-host, co-founder and best mate, Coxie, on the show as well. You might not be pleased when I call you out for um, breaking your promise. We promised that we would just go straight into the show last episode and we haven't. I did go straight into it, Coxie. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hello, Warwick. It's great to see you. Hello, Coxie. Now, that was a bit of a tough conversation to have with you then. You were giving me some critiquing. I did give, oh my hey, goodness, you are good at this. Yeah, see, I'm straight into the episode. Chucky Chuck Norris. Norris up the front <laughs> of the train. So giving critical feedback, man, that is uncomfortable, isn't it? Can be very challenging. <laughs> I was going to say, no, I love it, but that's not true. It can be really challenging. So, so I'm going to play a game here, Coxie. I want to do some visualization with you listeners, uh, wherever you are, unless you're driving or using a power tool. Uh, close your eyes if it's safe to do so. And I want you to picture yourself sitting in an office with one of your employees or a subby or someone that you expect good performance from that's let you down. They've done something substandard that's cost you money or time or reputation or whatever. And you're sitting in a closed office with that one person across from you on a chair. I'm just going to remind you, you're not actually there. You don't need to break out in a cold sweat. Everything is okay. <laughs> you to support you. There's people packing it already. It's like, oh yep. my gosh, I'm in a room with one other person. That's just freaking me out, man. Absolutely. We're practicing social distancing and you're probably wearing PPE, so it's all okay. Uh, but you're about to actually tell them what they need to hear and you're going to give them some critical feedback as their employer or leader or customer or whatever it is so just imagine that scenario it's feeling a bit like the m&m song where you got a bit of mum's spaghetti on your jacket because you feel so ill you (laughs) chuck out the side before you walk into the meeting now if you're already feeling uncomfortable listeners as we paint that picture if you visualize sitting with someone like that in your life that you're about to say you've let me down and this is not good enough In a moderate tone, no yelling and screaming or anything else. But if you're feeling uncomfortable about that, that makes you completely normal. Absolutely. So just take your right hand, place it in front of you with your palm facing your face. You're not about to face palm, don't worry. Bend your hand towards your right ear and give yourself a pat on the back (laughs) because you're completely normal, okay? That is a normal human response to perceived conflict. Yeah. The problem with that is... Not giving the critical feedback is just going to encourage the dog to continue to crap on your best rug because you get what you allow. Yes. (laughs) And I think at that point I'm going to give Coxie the the line and let you run with that one. (laughs) Fish on. There is a conversation that we must have in this house at a minimum weekly, if not more frequently with every member of our household. And there's probably two. The the classic one in a work term is um, 
the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. And I would actually take this even further and say in the same vein, we, us, ourselves, teach people how to treat us. That's the conversation I typically have with my children. So in a similar way, what we put up with in terms of how our staff have let us down, how other people are treating us or talking to us and how we allow that to happen is exactly what we're telling them we're okay with them to do. And in terms of team, like children, I'm not okay for my kids to scream at me, swear at me, talk to me disrespectfully. That's not okay. And so as a parent, I have to have those uncomfortable, probably not real uncomfortable, those times in our relationships where I need to sit them down and tell them that it's not acceptable and why it's not acceptable. I don't have a problem with that as a parent. I see it as my job. It is my responsibility to raise respectful, beautiful people that will run out there and enjoy life in the real world and hopefully treat lots of other people with respect. I also see as a business owner that it is my responsibility that my team members or my work children have the opportunity to grow into respectful tradies. They have the opportunity to treat me with respect. They have the opportunity to do a fantastic job, treat the customers with respect. It's all one and the same as bringing up children. And I find actually giving that that critical feedback for me, I don't find it particularly challenging, but I know the builder hated it. He was terrible at it because of the perceived confrontation. But if we continue to let it go, they just keep doing it. And like kids, they'll push up against any boundary you put in place. So the tighter you bring those walls in, the tighter the boundary, the tighter the expectation, the, I guess, easier it is for them to conform to what it is that you need them to do, to your team standards, to your KPIs that you've set in place, providing you as the business owner, and this is the crucial bit, you need to be a fantastic communicator and ensure that you're communicating well what those standards are, what those KPIs are, when somebody's done the wrong thing, how they need to fix it, what needs to happen to move forward. A lot of that is on your shoulders to communicate well, not just break out in a cold sweat, throw up mum's spaghetti and get uncomfortable about. It's it's just not an excuse that you can run with as a business owner. It goes against the way we think about keeping things nice and mm. keeping things moderate. And most of what we do in those situations actually makes things worse. It certainly doesn't improve them. And if you think about a job, so listeners, I want you to do another visualization. Imagine doing a job for a client and you have very little idea about what the client's expecting. Mm. How comfortable are you feeling about, you know, starting to cut materials and install stuff on that job? A little or a lot? Mm. You'd be feeling very less confident about that than if you have a clear space and you've had lots of meetings with the client and you feel like you've got a great understanding about what they expect and how you're going to please them. Mm. That is the same for your work children. I love that, Coxie. For your work children, for your own children, uh, the more they understand what you expect of them, the more comfortable and relaxed they feel and the more likely they are to actually perform well. Because when, when we feel uncertain we lack confidence, we, we uh, you know, we'd lose comfort and we tend to stuff things up. You know, when we're uptight and nervous and anxious about, am I doing right? Am I not? That's generally when we screw things up. It's like what they teach, tod- or teach you about parenting toddlers. Don't say to them, don't drop that or yes. 
don't trip over. You're putting yeah. the negative into their don't head. Fall this, out of the tree. Exactly. What's going to happen? Because <laughs> oh. all they're thinking about is fall out of the tree. This is really similar in that if you don't set the expectations, they're so bogged down by the worry of stuffing up because we're all people pleasers. We want you to be happy with our performance as a team member. If we're so worried about making a mistake and what the outcome from that mistake might be, because we don't have a clear defined pathway, we don't have an understanding of what's going to happen if I do make a mistake and previously I've been yelled at or the spanners come very close to hitting me in the head, I then focus on the negative and bringing the negative to my work as a team player rather than focusing on meeting those deadlines, on smashing out my KPIs, on ensuring that my boss leaves for the week with a smile on their face because I've done everything I can to uh, work within the boundaries and the confines that I've been given. And it's it's really hard to do the opposite of what we've been taught to do most of our business lives. Mm. We started our journey as an employee and our bosses usually unwittingly and not maliciously bossed us in a certain way, just like our parents parent us in a certain way. And then generally we take on a lot of that and we boss the way we were bossed. Yes. And it doesn't actually mean it's the most effective way. It's, it's a bit of unconscious bossing. So you need to be more conscious about your bossing. There's, there's a whole, a uh, stream of teaching around conscious parenting. And it's what you're talking about a little bit, Coxie, of being conscious and mindful of how I'm being around my kids and how that actually mentors them because they pretty much model their behavior on becoming an adult on the adults around them. Mm. And so your employees, they model their behavior on what they see in you. If you avoid conflict, if you're disorganized, if you don't give critical feedback, if you're not open and honest, if you're not willing to say what needs to be said, they're going to give you the same back. Yeah. And everyone's going to be frustrated and uncertain and weirded out. And you're going to have one of those dysfunctional teams that so many of our members have when they come to us looking for help, Coxie. So sitting in that room with that person there's an element of making peace with the weirdness and actually embracing the weirdness. Uh, it doesn't mean yelling at someone. It doesn't mean berating them personally. It just, it really flips my lid, Coxie, that that is still an approach taken by people. And I understand why, because it's just, people are just mindless about it. They're just doing what was done to them. And there's a, a belief, I guess, that, well, that's just how it is. Mm. And let me tell you, listeners, it's not. It doesn't have to be that way. It can actually be different. It'll still be weird and prickly and you can keep it moderate and say, Warwick, I got to chat to you about your quality, mate. I really like you. You're a great bloke. You work really hard. And there's some aspects of what you're doing on the jobs that's really letting the rest of the team down and it's letting the whole business down, mate. Now that feels really uncomfortable. And by and large... Well, certainly the ones that we talk to, Coxie, employers are really good people. It's generally the bloke that's doing the the leading and the employing and stuff, you know, ably supported and backed and and uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? <laughs> Saved by their wives. Um, but they're the ones that are generally leading the team out on site and everything. And they are so reluctant to give that critical feedback because they don't want to 
upset people. They don't want to tear them down. And that's not what you're doing. You're actually, you're undermining the people, your work kids, you're doing them a disservice by not giving them that critical feedback. Mm. You're actually wimping out on them and you are ruining their frigging lives to maybe overstate it just a little bit because they need that from somebody like you. Mm. You owe it to them to actually give them that critical feedback. I want to go back to something you touched on a little bit in there, Warwick, because I think it's a great point to make. It's a little different, although it leans into what we're talking about here. And that is um, it all coming back to the business owner, right? It's all a reflection of who we are and what we're doing. And so if your business is a bit shit at the minute, your cash flow is up the shit, you know, your team are mucking out, not doing the work they need to do, stuff's not on site when you need it. That's actually just all a reflection of where you're at in your own life. And that can be changed. It doesn't have to be that way. And it's okay that it's that way because it happens to all of us at some point in time. Warwick and I have even had conversations ourselves of late about what's going on with our team and our client base and how we can work to show up more to ensure that we're doing the right stuff in our lives to reflect back into our clients' lives and our team's lives. You can do that kind of work on yourself as a business owner as well. It's not as woo-woo as I'm sure I just made it sound. It's not. First and foremost, it's taking responsibility for where you're at. It's just putting up your hand and saying, things are a bit shit. I think I've led us to this point. Okay, fantastic. Let's have a look at where it's falling down and put some steps in place to make it better. How does that sound? It's really not as complicated as maybe even we we would have you believe at times. It is actually really simple to make good change in your business because it all starts with you as the business owner. It's where it all begins. There is... I think in terms of making it simple, Coxie, there is something you can do, listeners, that is really simple. It's not super comfortable. It's going to feel a bit weirdy. And it can actually start some much different, much different, some some largely different conversations. (laughs) Can't get me words proper today. It can start some different conversations than the ones you're probably used to having Mm -hmm. and the ones you've been accustomed to receiving as an apprentice or a subbie working for other perhaps, uh, you know, aggressive personality types. And that is to use questions instead of statements. Mm. Instead of telling someone what they're doing wrong, which turns into a personal attack, no matter how you word it, just ask any husband. No matter how you say it, it's still invalidating your wife. And vice versa. All the blokes are probably nodding along. Yes, I've screwed that one up big time, was. (laughs) And I continue to do it. We all do. But change that statement of fact, in inverted commas with with my fingers, into a question about tell me what what happened here. And it's, it's something we talk about a lot on the podcast and with all of our clients, Coxie, is seeking to understand before we try and be understood, which requires us to say, Coxie, I want to understand what happened on this job. How did we end up with an unhappy client, rework out of our wazoo and missing the deadline? Hmm. Help me understand that. Now, you have to deliver that in a way that is not, help me to understand here. How do we end up with this, that, and that? Uh, giving it like a Navy SEAL commander is probably not going to get the response that you want. You don't no. have to talk about it like a yoga instructor. And you do have to stay moderate. Okay. You do have to be moderate. 
So take a breath, sit on the chair, say, mate, help me understand here. What happened? And I did this with my wife just recently, Coxie. And it's still, I still feel a little bit scared each time I do it. It's like, hey, honey, do you want to talk about what just happened at the dinner table? I want to understand where we got off track there. And that might take a couple of goes to, to get wifey to open up. And we had a fantastic conversation after that. I didn't like what she told me because it was about me. And it also meant that I could then go, right, I didn't realize I didn't explain that very well. I'm sorry. Here's what I actually meant. I'll do a better job next time. Mm. And often as the work parent, the employer, the feedback we get is because our system is shit. Yeah. Or because we're not doing job cards very well. We're not communicating what's expected of our team very clearly. Or we're not allowing enough time because we're so scared of losing the job that we underquote. So often that's awesome because we can go and fix that ourselves without relying on someone else to make the change, Coxie. There's another really valuable question that I use a lot. um, And that is how can we help you change or how can we make this situation different? What do you need from us Yeah. in terms of support uh, to allow this situation not to arise again? It's the same question phrased in many different ways. It's amazing the little gold nuggets you get in that point. I had a team member who was, this is back in retail, persistently late, 10 minutes every single day. Oof. And I, I don't like people that are late full stop, but it really, it, it impacted the entire team. So we had to have a conversation about how it was impacting the store that it meant that resentment were building was building with other team members because they were having to pull the load. And I just quite simply said, can you explain to me why this is happening and what I can do to support you so it doesn't happen any further? Turns out the poor person was having a really hard time dropping their kid off at daycare. And um, there was some confrontation there because she couldn't, they just couldn't get there any earlier. So we actually pushed their start time back half an hour, pulled somebody else in to do it. We never had the problem again. It was actually a really simple fix because we asked what support they needed and the support was they didn't want to let us down by not doing the job that they'd promised they'd be able to do. Turns out they couldn't actually do it anyway, but they were too frightened to put their hand up and say, I need some help here or I need to change here. We allowed it with a simple conversation. It wasn't uncomfortable. It wasn't hard for her or I. I'm sure that she was pretty scared when she was first asked to come and join me for a chat. Um, and Step there's into a great- my office, please. Well, there's a great point I can make there. I never, ever had those chats either with my tradies or in retail in the place of their work. It was always outside in a different environment. So it would be, come on, let's grab a coffee and go and sit out on the bench. Or it would be. um, (laughs) Let's go grab a coffee and everyone gets to know it's like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) We can change it up each time. But the tradie, like there's nothing worse than berating a trade E full stop when you're not a tradie and you're a woman on site that's the worst thing you could do it doesn't have to happen there it can happen no. on the i've had to do it on the phone if i can't pull the mic we've had to do it on the phone you can have, still have a great result on the phone if you manage your tone and you're careful about your word choice but you can do it you know uh let's meet up here or there 10 minutes before you need to go to work i'd love to have a quick chat if that's okay but even more importantly if this is a regular part of what you do with your team in terms of giving them some feedback and a weekly touch base, it becomes so easy. It's not a big deal to give some critical feedback when you're usually giving great feedback. Mm. So if there is a problem, it's really easy to mesh it in between the shit sandwich. We'll put it in between. He's a good bit. 
this bit we need a bit of help on this bit's great if we can mesh it into that opportunity in a 10 15 minute catch up once a week you get so good at it as the business owner it becomes a seamless part of what you do absolutely need to be overwhelming for anyone and a lot of it just comes back to asking questions instead of making statements gang absolutely so maybe if you've tried it and it's not worked and so you avoid it try a different approach Try to not tell people what they're doing wrong, rather ask them what we can change to improve. Mm. And look, it sounds a bit a bit cuddly to go, what can we do to improve? And yet that languaging diffuses a lot of the finger pointing and blame that mm. people feel when you pull them aside for a quick coffee and say, you, 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 the we makes it the collective noun or pronoun and it's about us and let's work on this together. And that's a common thing with kids. It's like, let's do this together. Let's go pick up the dog poop together. So they feel like we're doing it and they're a part of the team rather than go pick up the dog crap. And now they're isolated, ostracized, and they're out there doing it on their own. Yeah. Again, as often is the case with these things, it comes back to us as the leader and the business owner. And if you want different results in your business, in your trade business, then you're Johnny on the spot or Mary on the spot, whatever the right term is for that. And uh, it does come back to you. And when you actually, and I know for myself, when we embrace that and say, well, you know what? It does come back to me. And these are the specifics of how to change that rather than just go, yeah, yeah, it's all me. Wasn't Nick. You say this all the time. So it's, it's all me, the business owner. I'm responsible for everything. Yep. And the next step is what can you change listeners to actually start to get some different results? Ask some questions of your team. What, what did we do wrong here? What are we not giving you that would help you actually do your job better? doesn't always end up in roses and unicorn farts and everything turning out great. And a lot of the time it does. Mm. Give it Either a try. Way, it's a good opportunity to learn. It's worth a go. I want to tell our listeners about something different we're doing inside our Facebook group. Is that okay with you, Warwick? Rip into it, Coxie. We are doing a fortnightly member spotlight. We are interviewing yes. some of our members. Now they're all different levels of membership um when this goes to air will be one week of having Lydia come to join us Lydia uh manages and owns and manages a workshop a automotive workshop in Sydney if I got that correct but we are taking some of our members through an opportunity to ask them five questions it's quick easy punchy gives you a great uh it's almost like a live podcast understanding of where they're at in their business and what their best tips are it gives them an opportunity to reflect over what they're doing well because I think that's something that we don't do enough. We don't ever pat ourselves on the back. So we like our uh, members to pat themselves on the back. It's all live into the Facebook group. So the Tradies and Business Facebook group. It's on a Tuesday fortnight. So the next date that you would be looking at as you listen to this one is the 24th of February. And then each fortnight after that, we have a, a whole bunch of members lined up to join you and tell you a little bit more about them and some of those crucial decisions they made in their business or some of the potential they have to work on in their business. Um, we've got what we think, I'll pat myself on the back, some great questions uh, that we enjoy asking them that sort of, I don't know, it's a bit of a light grilling, isn't it? It's low-level hot seat grilling, yes. Yes. It's a little little warm and cuddly because we don't want to lose them by being too poke you in the chesty. But 
Um, we, now, we've not actually chosen our members. We've actually thrown it out there to all of our members and we have four months worth, I think we ended up, with of members that were happy to put their hand up and give it a crack. So I think Great it's really see. important if you're listening to know that this isn't contrived. This is actually about where they're at in their business journey. Great opportunity for you to understand where various businesses are at and what potential they have and where they saw growth. Um, so that maybe you can align with some of them and then reach out and say good day and have a chat and build your own network around where you're at and what you're doing. So they were volunteers, Coxie. They were. I still can't believe they happily volunteered. <laughs> they weren't even blackmailed. No, and they're still coming in more now that we've done a couple more and more of our members who are generally a little scared and let fear get in the way of putting their hand up and saying, you know what, I'm going to give that a go. Totally. And um, a, a huge thank you to our premium members who are so giving and open with their time and their experience. Uh, it's really awesome to see trade business owners who are willing to actually hold the door open for those behind them, as was quoted by an amazing person I was chatting with recently called Nicole Cox, <laughs> who, uh, who coined that phrase. And I think that's a big part of what we would love to see with all of the trades in this country, including New Zealand. G'day to all of our Kiwi cousin bros and sisters is um, literally holding the door open for those coming along behind us, whether that's the new business starts that are coming in behind us, the apprentices, uh, the family members coming into businesses. And so the member spotlight slash low-level hot seat grilling is, uh, is a huge part of that. So thank you to everyone who's doing that. And if you do want to be spotlighted, uh, you only need to become a member and uh, stick your hand up. And we'll get you on for a, for a live uh, member spotlight and broadcast you out to our more than 100 or so premium members. Um, and you can share your story with all of them. This one does go live into the big group too. <gasps> Ooh, free group too. They are a couple of thousand. That's gotten a bit more scary for people. <laughs> Maybe they just want to come along and check it out first and see how comfortable it actually is. Yeah. So if you're not in the uh, the Trades in Business group on Facey, make sure you join that. Um, you can watch those spotlights. And uh, and if you want to get more involved and tackle some of these issues in your business, um, go to the website and check out all the ways that you can work with Coxie and I and the rest of our gang. Thanks for listening. Hooroo. You've been listening to the Trades in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.